Welcome to the 13th episode of Bandsuit. My name is Queen Rafi and this is my podcast Queen Rafi Space and this is a special episode of Bandsuit because I'm actually going to be speaking with my dad. I think on Wednesday I discovered that it was going to be Father's Day on Sunday. While I don't really care about all of these days and stuff, lately I've had a really strong um connection to wanting to document my parents and our conversations and our stories just so that my children are able to grasp to something if i ever have one you know when i'm talking to them about their grandparents their grand great grandparents and stuff like that so i put a call through to my dad and we had a really interesting conversation do listen to it welcome to another episode of bandwidth a special episode actually because i have my favorite person hands down in the world my dad kola akwade he's a retired banker but presently still works and would never retire he doesn't tire. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure you get it just. My dad is here and it's a special episode for Father's Day. I want to document as much of my dad as possible cuz I want my children 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 to know that, you know, I had an amazing dad. So, dad, welcome to the podcast again. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you I said did you know that a lot of people liked your episode the last time you were on the podcast? Well, you said it. Yeah. And I believe you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. It's actually one of the most listened to episodes on the podcast right now. Okay. All right. So today we're going to just look at some certain questions around you being a dad. Some All of right. these questions, I don't think that you've even thought about them before. So it will be interesting to see how you answer them. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So the very first one that is. Did you always want to be a father? Were you one of those men who always thought of the fact that you were going to have children someday? Of course, yes. My father had children, and uh, I always look forward to be a father, but not uh, as at the time I became a father. Hmm. How how old were you when you became a dad? Um, I think I was just about twenty four, twenty five. Wow, I've never heard that before. Twenty four, twenty five. Wow. Okay, so that what was the feeling? the first time that you became a dad like the first time you had your first child yes well, it was very amazing and beautiful you see my friend you know after that period when we were in school i started work anyway let me give you a small gist okay. you know about mm-hmm. you see i started working at the age of 17 i started to struggle for myself at the age of 17 it's not because of anything during that time it's either you go to school if your parents can afford it or you get a job to do a very legitimate job for that matter or you become responsible i'm being responsible means to get married and get a job and get serious with your life. There's no time for frivolities. Unlike now, when everything has gone haywire. So that time, most of my friends are working and some are even married. And it is the gist among ourselves when you come, you see, somebody will say, uh, very soon my son will start calling you uncle. So it was a joke among us. And then along the lines, I started work at the age of 17, struggled here and there after some period, you know, first. I got involved in a, all, all along I had a woman and things were moving fine. And I was thinking, is it okay for me to have a child right now? But as the first thinking, what of the responsibilities that come with uh, being a father? Then I told my father, as I give you a grandchild, how will you feel? My father just laughed and said, well, if you have the strength to take care of him, just like I did for you, go ahead. It was just fun. So it was just fun. Well, as God will have it, 
the first day I came at the age of 10, 25 or 26 there about and uh, it was a bouncing baby girl. I was just laughing and looking at the girl because the resemblance was so striking and I was looking at God's wonder. So is this my handwork or what? And generally I love kids mm. because uh, in the house where I grew up, there are a lot of kids and who are loved by our parents. So at that time, you know, the whole compound is a mixed up compound or let me say the quarters because we live in the quarters, railway quarters there about. Mm. So most of the children are either Igbos, Aousas and other tribes. But nobody remembers who you are. We are just children. We play together, dine together, jump together, you know? Yeah. So the tribalism and all the sectionalism was not glaring as today. Everything was easy. That's you know, nice. Until the politicians came in and started telling us who we are. Nobody cares who we are. We only knew that we are children and we are Nigerians. That's all. Let's hope that we can get back there. Okay. So my next question, Dad, is what would you say are like the qualities expected of a dad? Not a dad, a responsible dad. Okay. Everybody can be a dad, but a responsible dad, I will tell you the qualities of responsible dad. The first thing a responsible father should do is to cater for his family, for the family. And when you say you cater for the family, the interest of your wife must be paramount in your mind. And the interest of the children must be paramount in your mind. And don't forget, you have extended family. Your brothers and sisters, your half-brothers, your half-sisters, they will not leave you. So your focus will not be on your wife and your children alone. You've got to use your allowance for your siblings too. Because no matter what you do, they will always come and say, you love one part of your family more than the other. So a good father should be able to balance that love within his, immediately, his immediate siblings, and his own immediate family. So the first thing you have to do when you love your wife, what do you mean by loving your wife? At least you cannot be 100%, but making sure that the necessities of the household are not deficient and the education of the children becomes very, very important to the two of you. One, there's no need for you to bring a child into life if you know that they're not ready for the responsibilities. Automatically, when you give birth to a little baby, after the breastfeeding, there are other things that go along with it. So a father should have a job at hand, something that brings money, oh, something that can bring you money on a monthly basis. If you are not working, then you should have something you are doing because you cannot say you are a father and you cannot get up for your family. Obviously, they are going to eat, they are going to clothe them, mm-hmm. they are going to be responsible for their feeding and day-to-day running of the home. So these are things that the responsible father must hold dearly to his heart. In as much as you are doing all this, your brother, your half-brother or half-sister may come with their own problems too. No matter what happens, if you cannot solve 100% of what they are coming to you for, you'll be able to at least solve 50% or 60% of it. Because whether you like it or not, you are the same blood. And the love, that unity must continue. Like my father always says, don't allow the cord of the family to get caught at your own end. Instead, tie it well and oil it so that those coming after you can continue on where you are. He tried, my father was, he was uh, just like a man united because he united the family across the board. Mm. You never know who is uh, who. Is who. Yeah. Because my auntie, my brother, my father, my, everybody is my father, everybody is my auntie. So like that, that is the uh, environment under which we grew up. And one thing I learned about him, he said he tribalized human being. Mm. The fact that uh, 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 he's a religious person, mm. he never threw it down our head. 
Okay, so that I wanted to ask you something. Like apart from you know just providing and making sure that you know you keep the balance in the family and the extended family, what do you think is like your as a father, as a responsible dad, like you said, what do you think that um, is your responsibility towards the child, like? your child now because a lot of people just think yeah once i provide that or i don't need to you know get close to my children or anything but it wasn't like that for us growing up okay that is that's what i tell you i said you should be able to be responsible for the growth of the family and when you say growth it encompasses everything Hmm. that is the food the clothing the schooling and the development of the child from Mm -hmm. stage to stage from primary to secondary, to tertiary, until God passed the show of you, you see the lady, just like you and I are you're in your husband's house, and if he's a man, he grows up to be a man, and at least gets married and be in his own position. Yeah. In fact, the father should be a mirror, a, a, a pathfinder, should be able to guide the children, you know? The mother really holds the home in the absence of the father, but the father should be a pathfinder, be able to tell the good, the bad, and the ugly, and should be able to guide the children in all their endeavors. Mm. You know, the father should be the type of person that will leave room for the children to be able to talk to him at any particular period, at any particular stage. Yeah, it becomes very difficult when the children cannot talk to the father. Some fathers are just like Draculas and uh, the children find it very, very difficult. And in such situation, we find out that it's going to be very, very difficult for the children to grow up in that develop, you know, in that type of environment. Very true. The development of child is really very, very important for the parent, for a responsible father to be able to monitor the growth right from back to any time when God says that that particular child is going to leave your domain. Okay. So that you have six children. Yeah. And I would like to believe that we are all different. Of course. So do you think that you have, you need, as a, as a responsible dad, do you think that you need a different set of kill to train every child? You see, one thing I want you to know, you can come from the same father and mother, but your characters, your behaviors will never be the same. That is one thing. Every child has its own unique special attributes, you know, what he likes, what he doesn't like, and every child has his own focus, understanding. Mm. So a parent should be able to study the child right from when he was a little kid. Okay, like in your own case, if you remember, there are some certain things you like, and I told you that that may not be your way. But you never believed me. You are so adamant, and uh, because you are just like me, you wanted to try out what you feel was the best way. One thing you know is that I don't force things on any of my children. I allow them to do whatever they like. I only guide them. At the end of the day, if they feel what they are doing is okay with them, fine. You know that very well. So most parents will like to force things down the throat of their children, which is not the best. You know, the best thing is for you to guide them in whatever they want to do, in whatever things they want to do in life. None of you are the same. Everybody has his own unique character. That is one thing about children, and that's one thing about me. Even my own father knows I'm different from all the rest of his children. So we can never be the same. Okay. Is this a good time to ask you if you have a favorite child? <laughs> For me, if you say somebody is favorite, what makes a child favorite? Is it a child that listens to the instructions of the parents? Or a child that's very, very brilliant? Or a child that's done exactly what the mother wants? you know how to do every child is a favorite child to me because all of you are unique in your own way but be that as it may definitely there will be a child that you say ah i really like this girl due to some tricks in her 
understand me or in him. In this case, I would not like to mention anybody as being favorite so that that person will not get his his or her swear. Diplomatic answer. This is a diplomatic <laughs> answer. <laughs> well, anyway, no problem. I'm going to let you pass. So, Dad, you have trained six children. And like you said, we're all different. We've all turned out, you know, differently. Do you think personally that there is something that you you did that is like a mistake that if you could turn back the hands of time, you probably have done differently? Yes, of course, many. So just talk about you know, two. A man proposes, God disposes. Yeah. Right from the word go, you know, I had a program for each child. Anytime we give we give back to a child. I open a file. If you remember, each and every one of you has a file. Yes, we do. So from the one, I keep a file for every child. And in my own way, I want to guide that particular child through life. But it's not what you want, and it's not what God wants. Sometimes you can plan five years for a child, and it may take that child ten years for him or her to achieve the set out goals. Like your senior sister, for example, if all we had planned for her had come the way we wanted it, she would have graduated long time ago and she would have been in her own place. But God never wanted it that way. We had some, uh, I would say, along the line, some emotional destabilization and disturbances that I would not say it's a derailment, but a sort of uh, challenges which every family will face in the course of their livelihood. Do you feel partially responsible for that? I wasn't personally responsible, but no matter what happens to a child, there's no way the parents can never be partially responsible. You understand? Yes. Because whatever happens to the head automatically affects the neck. So if a child is traumatized, directly or indirectly, the parents are traumatized, except that parent is a sort of, uh, I don't know, satanic, has satanic tendencies in him or her. There's no way you will not feel things for your children if things are not going the way you plan for them. So that's the way I feel. Okay, Dad. Okay, so now lots of fathers are coming up here and there and everybody, there's a conversation of how we need better fathers. And for me, whenever I am talking about my experiences with you, a lot of people are they're like, what? You did that with your dad? I'm like, yeah, I did that with my dad. My dad taught me how to ride a bicycle. My dad taught me how to cook. My dad taught me how to fix a generating set. My dad taught me how to play cards and all of those things. But a lot of people don't have those kind of experiences. Mm. So what would be your advice to a young man out there who doesn't have a child yet, but obviously plans to have a child, or somebody who already has a child and is wondering, how can I be a good dad? What would be your advice to them? Hmm. You see, everything depends on upbringing and the environment in which one grew up. You see, if you grew up in a family of love, automatically you have love in your heart. If somebody grows up in a crooked environment, that person becomes very, very crooked. But if you have the grace of God and you are prayerful, there's nothing that is not that cannot be changed and nothing is impossible in God's possibility. Well, we are lucky to grow up in an environment whereby we learn a lot of things from our parents and those parents have the patience to teach us. Most parents now don't have the patience to teach their children what is desirable. And uh, it all borders 
on the love I'm talking about. You see, whether you like it or not, your child is your child. If you become safe, you see your child. If you become the president of this country, you see your child. So my advice to upcoming parents is to try as much as possible to make sure to see what is in their own life that they do not like. What they would not like that particular child to do to them. The type of things they've done that they know that is bad, they should think back and make sure that little child that is coming does not imbibe those attitudes. You see, like teaching you bike riding, all these things we've talked about. I grew up in an environment whereby there's no discrimination between a male and a female child. We're all given the same opportunities, and that's exactly what I did to you guys. I gave you all the same opportunities so that everybody can develop at his own rate, and there will be no room of saying, ah, that this, this, or this, and they didn't do this, or that. So whoever did not measure up would not be the fault of the parents, but would be his own personal fault. So upcoming parents should be able as much as possible to make sure that they are ready to father the child before they go into it. Because childbearing is not a child's play. You know, it's not just a matter of getting somebody pregnant. It is the after pregnance, after the delivery, that is when the real job starts. Mm. It's when you hear the cry of the baby, when, when, that is when you know that now you are now a father. And the father you now comes after six months or thereabouts when the baby stops breastfeeding. Then you know whether you are a father or not. That is when you really know whether you are a father. And if you are not prepared for it, honestly, it could be a very destabilizing factor emotionally for somebody who is not prepared. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. This is me telling you on behalf of all of your children that you are an amazing dad. Thank you very much. You are a fantastic dad. You might, you might have made a couple of mistakes and probably because a bit too much sometimes. <laughs> but, Honestly, one has to be easy. There's no way a man will not make a mistake. Yeah. Only a fool is always right. Yeah. I knew along the line. Some of the mistakes I made some years back, that if I have the chance to turn the head of the clock, it wouldn't be like this. But like I tell you, man proposes God disposed. Okay. Whatever happens and whatever situation you find yourself, you just have to make do. And sure. you know, just like the Chief Aulawa says, he says the pride and the glory is not when you fall, but in getting up after every fall. And when you get up, how do you manage the fall? That is the most important thing. So true. So, so challenges I, must come. Yeah. And you must be ready to face the challenges as a man. Yeah. So, so I, I just want back. to, I just want you to know that, um, you know, despite all of that, we appreciate you. You have made a lot of sacrifices for us to be where we are, and we would never forget that. And we want you to know that, you know, we love you. We might not love you as much as your wife, because that man probably loves you too much. <laughs> Uh, I, so. I know so. You guys are like, let's not even get into that one. Maybe one day I'll have both of you come and discuss about your love. <laughs> okay. Well, but oh, that I just one want... is totally your head. <laughs> That's, you see, the love of fear with your mom is a different. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, let me tell you, it's another story day. It's another story day. See, that one, I'm going to sit down, have like a cameraman and everything set up because 
I mean, mm-hmm. your love story, you, the world needs to hear about this. But anyway, okay, I just want to say thank you so much, Dad. Thank you for being on the podcast and thank you for being an amazing dad. And I want to tell you that all of the life skills that you've given to us, we would learn and be better parents than you were. Thank you very much. I wish you the best of luck and I pray that you are better than me. But let me tell you, so as you have said, Mm. If you want to interview me on my love affair with your mom, mm. I guess you have to take a one month uh, holiday from your husband. Yes, so I will. More than one month I... before you can get the whole story. <laughs> I I would like that story. I'm not even going to lie. I would definitely like that story. I want to have like a cameraman and everything. Your story needs to be told. <laughs> All right, have thank you nice so much, Dad. Bye. Thank you for thanking me. Have a nice day. I hope that you enjoyed listening to the very honest but light-hearted conversation that I had with my dad. I kind of learned a few things about him. Like, I didn't know that he had his first child at 25. I didn't know that. And I just wanted to say something to upcoming fathers or to potential dads out there. Be deliberate about creating memories with your children. I have a lot of fun memories about my dad and I would never give up those memories for anything. You don't want to wait until they're grown up and then you're trying to form a you um a rapport with them. You want to make sure that you already have that relationship. Like I have a really good relationship with my dad and I have a lot of fun memories. One of my favorite or should I say one of my fondest memory of my dad would be when I moved to a different class, I had a double promotion from primary two to primary four. And my dad had said, you know what? If you come top three in this class, I'm going to get you a gift. I am my younger brother. My younger brother, end of the term, comes, you know, first position. Because I just had a double promotion, skipped a class and moved to that class. I did not make top three. And when you're going to get a bicycle for my younger brother, my dad had said, you know what? Just come along come and see what your brother is gonna get and i was like oh my god so i don't get a bicycle because i didn't get i didn't meet up to the position i was supposed to and now i get to watch my younger brother get a bicycle my life is horrible but i get there my younger brother picks a bicycle and my dad looks at me and says why are you not picking one and i'm like but i didn't make the grade he was like you did great you came fifth so go ahead and pick a bicycle and that taught me something the fact that it's okay for you to reward your children even if they don't meet up to your expectations i'm sure during that conversation he heard my dad talking about how you can make a plan for your child and it might take them a long time to get up to that plan so this is for people who are already parents forgive yourself for the mistakes that you've made and let your children know that you're sorry for those mistakes it's easier for them to understand where you're coming from if you're able to explain to them that you understand what you've done and you wish you could do better and to kids out there to we that are growing up regardless of the kind of relationship which you have with your parents just tell yourself that that's what that's how best they know they didn't know any better if they knew any better i'm sure that they would definitely do better happy father's day to everybody out there who is a dad who is a father figure who is a stepdad who stands as a father for anybody out there and to anybody out there who hopes to have a kid someday Make sure that you enjoy yourself and don't forget to be deliberate about every single relationship with your children. Thanks for listening.